You are listening to episode 51 of the Do the Damn Thing podcast with Liz Heron. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do the Damn Thing podcast. My name is Liz Heron, and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, this show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Well, hello, friends. Long time no uh, chat, no listen. <laughs> it's uh, It's been a while since I've been behind the mic and in your ears, and uh, you know, I didn't plan to take over two months off uh, from the show, but this summer has been a season of change on so many fronts, personally, professionally, uh, globally. I think as a society, there's been a lot of change this summer, and I um, I just needed some time <laughs> before I could get back, you know, back to the podcast and get back to talking to you and to know what I wanted to talk about or think about what I wanted to say. And uh, but I am back now. And there are some exciting changes coming to the show and to my business. And I can't wait to share all of that with you. But that is for next week's show. This week, I wanted to talk about an action plan that I put together for myself and my company to help me create an anti-racist business and to help me prioritize anti-racism work both personally and professionally. Um, you know, over the last couple of months, there's been so much talk about, um, anti-racism work and, you know, the work of white people to dismantle white supremacy. And, you know, we've all seen the social media posts. We've all seen the hashtags that were trending and this work is something that's really, really important to me. And, I have been doing it, I have been prioritizing it in the last like 18 months. And I think, you know, reading anti-racism books and um, taking courses and, you know, sharing posts on Instagram and information socially is great, but there's so much more that we need to do. And when I say we, I say, I mean, we as white people, um, it's just not enough, you know, to, to do those kind of, um, I want to say like easy things, right? Like reading a book or buying a book, right? Some, I see all these like books on top of bestseller lists, but right. We're not, we don't know who's reading them or, um, you know, sharing something maybe just because you see other people doing it right. But in order to create lasting change, um, there's more that needs to be done. And so this work is really important to me and, and it wasn't always a priority for me. I thought, um, you know, that I was doing enough by, you know, voting a certain way or, um, you know, like I said, reading books or, you know, kind of those sorts of things, but maybe not always having difficult conversations, right? Like maybe not always calling out certain things when I saw it. And so, I, um, all of that really changed about 18 months ago when I met Monique Melton at Alt Summit in March of 2019. I 
started following her. I started taking her courses and working with her. And that has really changed me. It's, um, she's really challenged me to do more. And another person who has inspired me and challenged me is Rachel Rogers. Rachel founded the Hello 7 community. And I recently watched the town hall that she hosted on reimagining small business. And um, it was really, really powerful. And at the end, she asked all the participants to make a pledge to take this like Hello 7's anti-racist small business pledge. Right. So it's not just about consuming stuff. It's also about pledging to do more and, and be more. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, you should really watch Rachel's video. Um, she posted a video after George Floyd's death. Uh, I'm sorry, after George Floyd's murder and really called out the, the good white liberal response. And um, that video is something that really galvanized me to look at where I was spending money, look at who I was supporting and like where. I could be, um, doing more. So she also hosted this town hall, in- incredible town hall. I highly recommend you watching that as well. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, and so I took the pledge at the end of the town hall. And on this episode, I'm going to share the specific commitments that I'm making and the action steps that I am taking and have taken with you all. Right. And, the, and, The reason why I'm sharing this isn't to prove that I'm quote unquote woke or that I'm, you know, you know, a a good white person or to get cookies or gold stars and all that stuff. It's, it's not that I'm sharing it one to publicly show my support for black lives matter and to share the steps that I've been taking prior to the events of the last few months and also share the new steps that I'm taking um, in order to end systemic racism and dismantle white supremacy. And so if you're going to be a part of a community of this community and even invest your money in me, you deserve to know what kind of company you're supporting and right. Whether or not that company aligns with your values. So that's one of the reasons why I'm doing it. The other reason is so that you can hold me accountable and, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bagging on the Instagram post, right? I'm, that's great, but I'm not just about posting something and then calling it a day. I am ready to do the work of anti-racism and that means taking imperfect action, right? So even when I'm not always sure what to do, um, it means doing something. And so if I'm not living up to the goals that I've set here in this show, in this plan, you have every right to tell me. So, right. Being called out or called in or, um, (laughs) whichever term you want to use. It's not fun. Um, it's doesn't necessarily feel great (laughs) having been on the receiving end of that, but I also know how necessary it is and right. Like we just need to be corrected in order to learn. And so, um, I am by no means an expert on anti-racism. Uh, I'm learning alongside everybody else, every other white person. And, um, in that learning, there's going to be mistakes. So I hope that when I do make a mistake, you will let me know and just know that I am committed to learning and course correcting, right? So there's that saying that's like, you don't have to um, do it right, but you have to get it right, right? So it's like, I'm going to do it wrong, but I'm willing to get it right, right? To do the work to get it right. So 
Before I go any further, I want to state clearly and unequivocally, I stand in solidarity with Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color, and I am committed to using my platform, my dollars, and my physical body to dismantling white supremacy. So I just want to be crystal clear about that in case there's any questions. That's what you get with me. Um, And as I was coming up with this plan, so I I kind of broke it into two parts. Um, Monique Melton talks about the working on anti-racism from the inside out, right? So inside is um, your own implicit bias, like your own stuff, and then working outwards into your company, your community. And so this plan is um, for me, I broke it down into those two. So pers- things that I'm doing personally and then things that I'm doing um, professionally and for my, and like on a company side. So let's dive in because there's a lot to do. <laughs> First off, uh, personally, I will not speak at an event, whether it's digitally or in person, that doesn't make a significant effort to highlight the voices of Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color. If I'm asked to speak at an event that doesn't highlight those voices, I will educate the event host about why I'm declining the offer and about how they can do better. So this is really, really important to me because I don't want to, um, I know I, I don't want to be on a panel that's just all white women, right? Um, I think that's, it's, we do such a disservice to everyone. Um, Second, I will seek out events, again, digitally and in person now, that are organized by uh, Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color. The majority of events and conferences that I attend are run by white women. And um, this is something that, in working with Monique Melton, she challenged me to only go to conferences and only attend events that were organized and run by Black women. And that's it's a challenge. <laughs> And I'm doing that work of of seeking those things out. And so the commitment that I'm making is that moving forward, 50% of the conferences that I attend will be created and run by um, women of color, black women and women of color. So, and then work my way up to 100%. Um, I will continue reading, following, learning from and paying Black people, Indigenous people, and people of color, authors, creators, educators, and uh, on all topics, not just anti-racism or social justice. So I'll also continue to consciously consume media content from um, voices of color. So rather than just media, TV, and art that only centers white voices and white experiences. So this is something that I've personally been conscious of for the last couple of years. Um, and I plan to make an even stronger effort to seek out, uh, the voices of black people, indigenous people, and people of color and, uh, for myself and for my family. I think it's really important. Um, I will continue to be conscious of where my personal spending goes. If there is a black owned alternative to something that I'm purchasing, I'll make an effort to purchase that. Um, if you're looking to do the same, I feel like there's been this, um, surge of interest in black owned businesses. And so if you're looking to do the same, I recommend checking out, um, the official black wall street app and website, uh, we buy black, the black wallet and five fifths. And so I'll put all those links in the show notes, um, as well, if you're interested. 
And so this also goes for my personal coaches and the educational programs that I buy. I recently divested from the Life Coach School and Marie Forleo's B-School program because um, their response to the Black Lives Matter movement was lacking. And I realized that's not where I want my money to go. I don't want my money to support um, uh, women like that and organizations like that. And so instead, I am investing my money in Black women, specifically Rachel Rogers and her Hello7 community. Um, since joining that, I feel so much more aligned with that incredible, (laughs) that incredible group of men and women. Um, number five, I will continue to have uncomfortable conversations with family, friends, and strangers. If I come across something that I feel is racist or biased, and this includes my children. So we, as white parents need to be talking to our children about race and racism as much as black parents do. And we know that that's a daily conversation in black households and it needs to be the same in white households. So, um, number six, my preferred gender pronouns have been added to my email signature, my social media profiles, and my zoom name. That's again, just helping to, um, increase that inclusivity. So that's on the personal level, what I've been doing and what I plan to do now for my professional commitments. I will continue to implement a spending strategy that prioritizes black people, indigenous people, and people of color and their, um, businesses. So right now I, it's just me, (laughs) I'm a solopreneur. Um, but as I grow and, and start to hire, um, vendors or a team, I'm committed to spending a minimum of 30% on hiring, um, people of color, black people and people of color. So that means employees, vendors, contractors. um, And then I'll also use black owned software and services where available whenever possible. Um, I'm going to be adding a diversity, equity, and inclusion statement to my website, to future client contracts, terms and conditions, and Facebook group community guidelines by September 1st, 2020. So, and those will be strictly enforced. It's important again, just to have that, um, out there and known. So if you're looking for me, if you're in a group of mine, then you're going to know exactly where I stand. Number three, I will continue to use my platform to speak about social justice on an ongoing basis, especially as it pertains to anti-racism and oppression. Again, I don't want this to be some, you know, fly by night Instagram trend right? Like this is, it's much more important to me. And so I'm going to continue to use that. And, um, I know in the past there's been like, Oh, right. There's this kind of fear of like turning certain people off, but I came to the realization this summer that it's like, those are just not my people. Like if someone is, doesn't want to work with me because I support the black lives matter movement. Okay. Those aren't my people keep on going. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to keep talking about it. Um, number four, I'm going to continue to highlight, um, black people, indigenous people, and people of color on this podcast. Um, I had talked about this before about making this a metric and I wanted to state that clearly here, at least 50% of our podcast guests will be black people and people of color. I've spoken about this commitment before, but Like I said, it's just really important for me to repeat it here in this context, and especially as the podcast moves forward. So um, 
whatever in the new direction that that's taking. I just want to be very clear about my intention. Number five, I will be donating 20% of my coaching fees to organizations that work to support black communities and that work to dismantle white supremacy. And I'll also continue to play, uh, continue to pay reparations to black women without exchange of goods or services. I will review all images across my platforms to ensure I'm being inclusive as I build my community. I think we've all seen that where it's just, um, when you don't see yourself in there, you don't think that it's a safe space for you. And, um, I really want people to know that, um, inclusion and balance is really important to me and to the company as I grow it. Um, on coaching calls and on the podcast, I will ask clients and guests to share their preferred pronouns to create an inclusive environment where one's identity can be respected and honored. I will review our website copy, emails, and language moving forward to ensure that the way that I'm communicating is inclusive of people from all races, genders, backgrounds, and really working um, to eliminate that unconscious bias and privilege in um, in the way that I talk and, and the copy. And so I'll be doing this, um, and finishing up this review and, and making changes by September 1st of this year. So, um, and that's things like, I know, you know, it's like, Hey, you guys, or right. Like, so things like that, like it's, it's going to take a little bit, right. It's going to really, um, have to be intentional and, and a conscious effort. And so that's, uh, it's, <laughs> I've been practicing and it's not easy, but we're going to get there. Okay. Number, um, oh, and the last ones, this is very important because it really affects the rest, um, of the show going forward. So I'm also removing all instances of African-American vernacular English from my copy as this appropriates a language that doesn't belong to me. And to that end, the name of this podcast will be changing. So do the damn thing is a phrase that originated in black culture and therefore it is appropriation for me to use it. And this was something that was brought to my attention last year, but I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to admit it. I wanted, I really liked the name. I, you know, felt like I had some ownership over it, which is so silly. And, um, even though I knew in my heart of hearts, I'm like, that that's right. Like I still was like, but you know, I had all these buts. But <laughs> as we know better, we do better. And I've realized that like that the way that I reacted to that um, was just steeped in white privilege, right? Like I was like, well, I was the first one to, to you know, have a podcast with that name or I did this. Or, and so I had all of these, we'll just call them bullshit reasons. And now I know better. And I am, like I said, committed to doing better and to getting this right. And so do the damn thing is not mine. It is not for me to use. And so moving forward, this podcast will be called fuel your fire. And I'm going to go more into what that means and the new direction we're heading in on next week's episode. But I wanted to make it crystal clear that I am changing the name of the show because, um, I believe do the damn thing is 
not mine, right? So it's, it's from black culture. It's not for me to use. Okay. So that's that. That's my list. It is by no means exhaustive. It is a start and that's what we have to do, right? We have to start, we have to take imperfect action and, um, get messy. I always tell the kids, like when you're writing something, right? It's a shitty first draft. (laughs) You have to kind of get the mess stuff out. So this is not a final plan, um, but it is a beginning. It's a start. So building an anti-racist business and dismantling white supremacy, right? This is all a marathon. It's not a sprint and it's going to take time and it's going to take consistency. And so um, this is lifelong work and uh, we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so let's get to it. That's this episode has been me explaining where I'm starting and, you know, my plan. Um, I hope that you're thinking about kind of a plan for yourself. And, um, you know, if you need some help with that, I'm going to have some resources on, uh, lizheron.com, just kind of things that I've been, um, you know, either, websites or educators, courses, things that like I've taken or, um, am taking or I've heard about and just kind of putting those out there for you so that you can create a plan for yourself. So that's that it's reels really good to be back. And I'm so excited to share with you all the new stuff that's, um, that's coming up in, you know, future episodes. And I hope you'll tune in next week for, um, our new, our brand new show, fuel your fire. Okay, friends, have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.